And welcome to the May 12th edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. Dot com. <laughs> Expedia. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is our editorial crew, um, who's sitting much higher than I am. This is really annoying me that I'm sitting <laughs> in a very in a low recliner. chair. Yeah, you're in a lazy boy, so. We're yeah. in office chairs. Trying something new, yeah, sitting in a lazy boy. Cameron. And it doesn't work. Anyway, here's uh, Kara Davis. Hello. Uh, Tyler Clark. Hi. And Jesse Carey. I want to get a rocking chair. <laughs> we have a few at the house. <laughs> I want to sit in one. Cracker Barrel style. Yep. This is a cool podcast because we have two features for you. Uh, we have a phone interview that we did earlier this week with none other than author, pastor, speaker extraordinaire, Rob Bell. He's very smart. He's very smart. And also, we have an in-studio performance from a new band called Bernard, and uh, I think you will enjoy what you hear. So that's coming up. First up, though, entertainment releases. Coming out in theaters tonight, we have Poseidon, starring Richard Dreyfuss, Kurt, Kurt Russell. The remake of the Poseidon Adventure. I liked the old Poseidon Adventure. kind of excited for this one, I'll be honest. I, I like the idea of people falling up. Yeah. See, it just doesn't interest me. Hmm. I feel like I've been there. I've seen Titanic. I I've like seen Aquaman. Yes, if it was Aquaman, <laughs> I like Aquanet. That's what they need. They I like need Aqua Aquanet. Lung. I like Aqua Lung. Agua. I like, <laughs> I like Agua. <laughs> and also, uh, Jesse's favorite, Just My Luck, starring Lindsay Lohan. Can't wait. He's <laughs> <laughs> better than Stick It. Yeah. He's already bought his tickets on Fandango. Uh, the plot is that a sexy Manhattanite. That, that would be Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm seeing it. <laughs> it's known to many as the luckiest Ow. woman around. But Wackiest? then her luck changes. Oh, luckiest. Uh, album's coming out on Tuesday, As I Lay Dying, on Metal Blade Records. Metal Blade's a great name for a record label. It's Aut- very tough. Autumn Offering, the album's called Embrace the Gutter on Victory. Thievery Corporation, album's Versions, and that's on ESL. Unwed Sailor. Uh, the EP Circles, and that's on Burnt Toast, and Esther Drang, Pleasure Themes, and Get Rich Scheme on Burnt Toast. That's like a different language when you read those band names and It's very difficult. I, I, should, titles. I need to do those like tongue twister exercises before I read them because they're very difficult to read. Especially when it's like a big indie rock release week, you know? There's nothing <laughs> like, there's no like... The album poppy. is called Pleasure Themes and Get Rich Scheme. Yeah. You're right. There's nothing mm. normal. It's no. all these weird indie rock Well, here um, on Tooth & Nail Records, Run Kid Run is coming out with their album, This Is Who We Are. See, that was kind of normal. Yeah. It's easy. Mm. And then uh, on Flickr Records, the band Eleven D Seven. I thought that was a typo. I had to ask Tyler. He said it's not. You're like, is this a real number? Eleven D Seven? How high is Eleven D Seven? And since I'm the president of the president of the Eleven D Seven fan club, I said yes. That is that is correct. Actually, 
And uh, the, the album is called And the Land of Fake Believe. See, it's all these little tongue twisters. Yeah. Fake Clever. Believe. Anyway. It's 11 T7. I, I'm kind of rushing through them because I want to get to the Rob Bell interview. We got lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. But up next is Slices. You're listening to Postal Service, not to be confused with the Postal Service. The United that's a, the that's USPS. United, yeah, that's yeah. USPS. Now, Postal Service, uh, the song is Such Great Heights. It's the featured video this week over at Relevant TV. Tune in. The song you heard at the beginning of the podcast is Arcade Fire, neighborhood number one, Tunnels. Both good jams. Great jams. I love the Arcade Fire tune. Excellent. I'm going to do my top ten. <laughs> <laughs> right now, number one video on Relevant TV is Marzil, who you'll hear later in the podcast. Marzil. They're, they're loving that on the comment board. Right no now. joke. There's Give all these comments. love. Yeah. The kids love them some Marzil. The the video is sound off. That's in the number one slot. Sanctus Real, number two. Knowles Barkley's crazy, pulling in number three. Matt Kearney won't go away, number four. Uh, Angels and Airwaves, still holding strong. Number five with The Adventure. C.O. Rose with Sakopla, and number six. <laughs> Arcade Fire, Speed Star, Switchfoot, and Immigan Heap round out the top. Can 10. I say it's good to see some hip-hop up at the top? We got Marzo and Gnarls. Could you rhyme that, please? <laughs> it's good to see some hip-hop up in the top. Are you freestyling? I am. I you, know am. What, you know what? Uh, the LA Symphony guys are, are in town uh, for Cornerstone, Florida, which means Flynn is back for a Yay. few days. And we just recorded a, a live segment with a uh, live performance with them for Relevant TV. We also hear in a couple of weeks here on the podcast. But we should go get Flynn. Let him say hi to the folks. Yeah, let me grab him. Yeah, go you, grab him. You guys continue to do a slice. I'll be back with Flynn. Okay, there you go. So here with slices is Kara Davis. Tomorrow is Fair Trade Day, which is kind of cool. And our new book, The Revolution, has a chapter about fair trade. I, I don't know. I'm kind of curious of what's what's going on, some events that are happening. Maybe if you're out there and plan on doing something to celebrate or acknowledge Fair Trade Day, uh, Fair Trade Day, let us know. Editorial at relevantmagazine.com. In a completely opposite end of the spectrum, I have some news about the PlayStation 3. It's very important. Did y'all hear the price? It, it was announced this week that it's going to be $599. Yeah. For the... Uh, 60 gigabit 60 gigabyte version wow you can get a, a lesser a lesser version for 499 but still it's uh does that have all the bells and whistles no all the bells and whistles is the 599 version much more expensive than the xbox 360 so what do you find jesse they're, they're they're in the van driving away <gasps> oh denied yeah he, so. he heard that we were coming for him like, he's go like, go he's just ah! trying to get out of producing this one <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not on the clock. I don't need to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were going really fast through a field because there, <laughs> were, there was actually cars out there. So they just went around it. Wow. <laughs> so uh, speaking of uh, people spending way too much money on video games, that's that's my speaking of. Oh, uh, and then this of, week with speaking of, here's Tyler Clark. So speaking of uh, people spending way too much money on things they don't need, a new survey by Fidelity Investments says that more people than ever, more Americans than ever, 
uh, say they don't save as much as they should. Um, it's because the, the Xbox 360 price. Wait, wait, yeah. Wait. Who who did the survey? Fidelity, Fidelity Investment Investments. Firm. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I'm not sure that's not a bias. Uh. Well, but they do, they do it every year. They do this survey every year. And last and, year. And they come up with the same results every year. <laughs> Give La- us more money. Can you I get through my slice? <laughs> Can I get through it? That was Can Jesse I- talking on top of we that time. A, not a, me. A, that, that's like us releasing it. Oh, sorry, Kara. We should have a gong if we don't like the slice. <laughs> <laughs> just gong it. But that's like us releasing a survey that's like, this just in, Americans don't read enough magazines. <laughs> you need to subscribe to more. You need to read Roll more. The magazine You're set. such a cynic. <laughs> such a cynic. So um, last year, uh, 87% of people said that they uh, recognized that they were saving too little for retirement. And this year, it's up to 83%. So... Wait, did mm. you just say 87? And then sorry, 78. 78 the first year, 87. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is getting Tyler's more and more. Hey, Carrie, can you do a uh, speaking of jingle for us? Because the one you did for Jesse's last week was <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of, speaking of. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hip hop jingle. <laughs> Whoa. That, that one's for Flynn. When, when we were doing it, when the guys, LA Symphony was performing, they had a part where they said, now all, everyone say timeless. And Kara was really <laughs> into it. I was trying it. to bring down the house. And you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the house was brought down. Here's a completely unrelated slice. <laughs> Archaeologists have dis- discovered what they think may be the city of Sodom. They were digging in the country of Jordan, and they found like pottery that was glazed over, like glassed. And they said that how far down they were, it was clear that his like historically that they haven't they hadn't discovered like glassing yet and all this kind of stuff. So they they believe that it could have happened from some kind of superheated event that would have glazed pottery. Wow! Like equivalent to like a nuclear explosion. Isn't that exciting? Mm-hmm. Sodom, they <laughs> wow. found it. <laughs> Yeah, when I was in Israel in that general area, they just like pointed to a general area and was like, it was probably over there. <laughs> okay. East. <laughs> Where's Gomorrah? I'd imagine it was in close proximity. I mean, that's how it's the like Bible. like Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah, when I read the Bible, that's how it, how it comes across, but I really don't know. It seems like, why does, it, why does Sodom get way more of a bad reputation than Gomorrah? You know? Yeah, people never say this is a modern day Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> or like they don't they don't turn uh, you know they don't turn Gomorrah sounds sodomy. Like a, Are you yeah, wanting to say they, sodomy? Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. turn Gomorrah into sodomy. Gomorrah. Like this is a modern day Sodom. <laughs> He's a, a modern Gamora, day Sodom. Right? Everybody here has Gomorrah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And thank you. I've always kind of wondered about that, but Jesse, remember two weeks Stop. ago when we were playing baseball and the ball hit my arm <laughs> and, it, and it bled because of stitches? And yes. then a week and, and then a week later, I got huge bruises. I do. The bruises are gone now, and now I have a huge knot in my arm where the ball mm. hit me. It's a bone bruise because that was what a bone bruise. I just hope I don't have a blood clot and just die. Oh no! That oh, I hope me. not too because I would have to live. Who with would that. sign the paychecks? <laughs> How, how could I live with myself? If you I need hit, to quit if I hit hitting the baseball fly. so hard. So there's a uh, um, a hotel in Germany where the owner uh, charges people based on their weight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? You heard it right, dude. Where did you find? Where did you find this? A German hotel. He made it up. Uh, no, it's it's Reuters. 
A German hotel owner who charges guests according to their weight defended himself on Thursday against accusations that he was discriminating against fat people. Well, what is he? Like? What's the reasoning? Is yeah. it uh, he said that he had a woman beds. who would come in every like who would come in every year, and every year she kept getting fatter and fatter. And one year he joked with her that um, wait, wait, let me find it here. He said uh, he jokingly told her that he would start charging an extra fee uh, for her being so heavy. A year later, she lost uh, seventy-seven pounds. And asked for a discount. It seemed like a reasonable demand, he said. But I'm I'm not sure that I get the pressure uh, on the floor. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I can yeah. see if it's like an airplane and taking breakfast. up two seats or something. I don't know if he's trying to encourage people to to be healthier or what. But oh, okay. said that he Just charges. Weirdo. Said fifty cent. He charges. Uh, She's a weirdo. <laughs> she probably has Gamora. <laughs> I want to know how much he weighs. I want that published. I want some some uh, European listener to help us out with these numbers because it says that he charges uh, 50 euro cents per uh, kilogram. 50 euro which, cents. Uh, <laughs> not, only, not only does it, it takes like an hour to check into the hotel because it's a very complicated formula he has. I did the numbers and I think that uh, 50 euro cents would be 64 cents and that a kilogram would be about two pounds. Okay, so, so 64 cents for two pounds. So you don't yeah. need European help with the conversion. <laughs> so, but that yeah, doesn't. Well, but that took that took a, a while for me. The, to the more that's the what more you're doing, you were today. doing all yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> it took about five. He had hours. on one of those green accountant visors <laughs> and I, he's punching numbers and pulling the. I saw right. him on the whiteboard with an equation that was like <laughs> 10 feet long, and he was writing very like a beautiful small. mind equation. <laughs> yeah. See it, reading the code. At one point, I got really off. Somehow, I I figured out that I weighed approximately three days. <laughs> 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 I walked in there and it was like a scene out of Goodwill Hunting. Like he was just freaking out, you know. Sixty-four cents. I've got it. <laughs> Speaking of European help, I we've been you know we've been getting a lot of emails from our listeners. Thank you very much, listeners. We enjoy it. We have listeners emailing us from Sweden, China, Australia, uh, Central America. I mean, this stupid little podcast goes all <laughs> over the world. And that kind of is uh, scary. I'm touched. We should probably prepare better or something. Yeah. Put more thought into this stuff. <laughs> what are you talking about? We spent hours and hours I don't hours know. Tyler's preparing. bringing it today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any more? Bono had a birthday last week. Yes, he did. <laughs> Doesn't that fall? He was like, born in 1960. <laughs> today, Bono was 60. 60. Like every time I see. Who's that? 60. He's 44. Born in 1960. I feel retarded. I'll tell you, even though, <laughs> even though it's so stupid, in some ways he's very spry for 46. When I, when um, that that day that I met him, he's very weathered. Yeah. Is he? Very weathered up close. I, Looks kind of leathery. I think he's a smoker. It's a hard life on the road. You think? Uh, yeah, I heard he's a smoker. That could do it. I mean, because yeah. remember that Seinfeld where Kramer smoked a lot yeah. and he looked, <laughs> he looked like, like a catcher's mitt. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a catcher's mitt. I'm hideous, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what he was like without the tan. You know, he's just yeah. white and leathery and uh, very, um, very greasy. Is he? Is he? Was he greasy? He's Well, he's very short and he was kind of looked like he was sweaty. But we mm. were in air conditioning the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, I, didn't know he, huh? I didn't know he was short. Yeah, I mean, like, he was Most wearing huge are. boots and very thick-soled boots, and I would say he was probably with the boots five seven five eight. Really? Yeah. This could go into a conversation about how many front men are short, because I think a lot of them are. 
And why do they go into performance career? We already talked about that. It yeah. said it could go into that. Oh, yeah. Same thing. My theory holds true. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. short people are in bands. You know, Tom Cruise is, is a short guy. And when they cast him in movies, they try to make the cast short. Yep. To, to not make him That's work. why he can jump around on sofas so well. Because he's little. <laughs> like a leprechaun. Like a kid. Like a little know? monkey. <laughs> <laughs> why are we talking about celebrities? This is ridiculous. We should see we're this message is going around the world and we are not making their lives better. Hey, I talked about fair trade. That's true, we did lead with something good. I talked about savings. I I, <laughs> I talked about uh PlayStation. <laughs> I talked about an interesting biblical story. Gamora. Gamora. Well Sodom actually. I think we should hear what Rob Bell has to say. I, I think yep. that's a good thing. Yeah, he What's can, stark he can contrast us. this is gonna be for our listeners. Listening to us and then this next segment um it's truly humbling it's very <laughs> humbling i i'll 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 give the listeners a confession like as soon as we were done with the interview with rob i, I you know we said goodbye turned off the the recorder and i turned around and i said that man just intimidates me <laughs> he does he, not in a bad way in such a good way i mean he's not old i mean he's in his mid 30s and he is just at such another level it challenges every fiber of my being and uh, I feel very small when I talk to Rob because I'm sitting in a low chair right now. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyle Rob Bell is seven Wait, like Bono small? <laughs> is, that, is that what we're getting at? I feel very greasy when I talk to Rob. <laughs> and leathery. <laughs> but you know leathery. and it's in a good way and then it's like you know people like Rob just challenge me to say you know what I'm doing absolutely nothing with my life. I need to, <laughs> I need to think about things better. Yeah, you know, I just get the impression that Rob Bell <laughs> thinks about things a lot. Yeah, the uh, interview with Rob is uh, very interesting, and it's coming up after the break. listening to Concretes. The song is on the radio, which is ironically on a podcast, which is also <laughs> on a broadband internet video channel, none of which are the radio. Very true. Anyway, uh, it's playing right now on Relevant TV. Uh, like we mentioned earlier this week, we had a, the privilege of talking to Rob Bell. Rob Bell is the pastor of Mars Hill Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's also the face of the NUMA video series, which um, many of you have seen. And if you haven't, you really need to go check out NUMA. They are about 10 to 12 minutes long. And I would say they're kind of vignettes, would you mm-hmm. say? Devotional uh, vignettes. Yeah, uh, shot incredibly well on film. Um, and it's Rob kind of sharing one of these blow your mind kind of concepts. And uh, you get to pause and ingest it and then continue. Numa is N O O M A. Yeah, you can check yeah, it out. Um, Zondervan.com, Numa.com, or go down to your local Christian bookstore, and they probably have a whole shelf of them. Rob is also the author of Velvet Elvis on Zondervan. And he's also doing a speaking tour, which he'll tell you a little bit about. Yeah, and the reason why we spoke to him was that speaking tour. He's going out for a month this summer, crisscrossing the country, and if you get the opportunity, check it out. But anyway, here is our interview with Rob Bell. Well, thanks for joining us. How are uh, things in Grand Rapids? They're great. How's the church yeah. going? The church? Yeah. Uh, I love it. 
<laughs> we're uh, exploring all sorts of new things, and there's much energy. So, Did I hear yeah. that you guys celebrated Lent? Yes. Now, you know, that that's interesting to me and probably to a lot of our readers that you guys are kind of known as being an incredibly progressive church, and then you do something incredibly traditional like celebrate Lent. What was the thinking in that? Well, the future is behind us, so our assumption is that there is this giant redemptive story in history that God is telling. And to act like all of a sudden the only interesting things started happening around the year 2000, for us is just so arrogant. So we want to be traditional as possible, um, just the, the right tradition. So for us, uh, actually one of our core, like the core things that drive us is the direction is backwards. We, we want to we know the depth and breadth of redemptive history. So um, we, we do the Eucharist a lot. Um, we do, we're really into baptism. Um, for us, uh, we're, we're passionate about knowing where we come from so that we can know where we're going. I think that kind of throws a curveball to everything that, you know, people would assume about kind of uh, emerging Christianity, you know? I think a lot of times it's um, a good song needs a bass note. <laughs> it needs something grounding it. It needs something with a low rumble. The Hebrew word is kavod, which means glory, but the word glory means weight. I think a lot of things in our culture don't have any weight. They're they're about two years old, and they they don't have this grounding in the sense of this is ancient, mystical, sacred. Uh, waters that were in here. And so um, the danger is when the church becomes just as shallow as everything else. So, yeah, we're, yeah, we always talk about how we want to be the most traditional church known to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys emphasize living outwardly, too. You guys do a lot of missions work and, and all that, correct? Yeah, yeah although we, we actually invited the whole church to join staff because um, we believe everybody's a minister because for us all work is sacred. So we don't really use the word missionary because that would imply that some people have a mission and other people don't. And, right. and that to us would be very heretical. That would be against the teachings of Jesus, which are that wherever you are, whatever you're doing is sacred, holy work. Um, so, so, yeah, but we would see it, everybody, wherever you are, um, it's, it's holy ground and, and there's sacred work to be done. Now, uh, I think you're probably most known for NUMA. Now, in the last year, you guys have put out one new video. Is that right? Um, you know, I don't know. I actually don't even know sometimes when they're released because we filmed <laughs> them. There, there was a couple, as far as I know. A couple. And I think there's one coming up in the next couple of weeks, and then we just got done filming one that I will be in a couple months. Where, now, tell us kind of the heart and the the direction of Numa. Where, where's it going? What do you see for for the future of the Numa series? Well, we're Christians. Um, which I guess is, yeah, we're Christians. So for us, the way of Jesus is this compelling, beautiful um, way to live. So, so we're passionate about exploring what it means to trust and then live this way of Jesus. So, so the Numas are like uh, snapshots of this life that we are pursuing. So we have all sorts of, um, we're working on a bunch of new, films right now, but then we have all sorts of other ideas beyond um, 
the pneumas, which we're sorting through. So we have all sorts of plans and dreams. Can Can you elaborate on any of them? Um, no. <laughs> we <laughs> um, We've learned the hard way that it's better just to do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, and actually, at Numa, there's a whole team of amazing people. So I'm just one of a whole. I get to work with these people. Is the way I see it. Um, so it's it is there. It is not like this thing, and they all kind of um, happen to show up. That their their vision. Um, I'm one of the players in this thing. So it's a weird format. I mean, like kind of 12 minute Thanks. DVDs, <laughs> and I mean it, it, it works. And I think. What's so great about it is that if you were to kind of describe what a NUMA is before they existed, everybody would have probably told you that doesn't make sense, it won't work. But it's it struck a chord like few things have in our generation, and it's really exciting to yeah. see uh, the potential and the power of of those you know of that series. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're we're as blown away as anybody. It seems like you guys are pushing the envelope in in, in media and how it can. Um, have kind of a spiritual dimension and you know do you see that affecting church in any way i mean is this kind of like a, a challenge to uh other christians to start doing this or do you guys just kind of see it as this one-off little thing that you're doing that's a great question we we, we would never presume any sort of hey you should do what we're doing because we got it figured out because that is not where we're coming from so so any i'm always leery of people who are like we're gonna set this you know, we're going to show everybody how it's done. We don't even use, like Mars Hill, we don't even use film or video in the services. So in terms of actual, like, church services or the life of a church, um, the, the NUMAs, um, I think that the larger questions you're asking are the NUMAs are rooted in what I would call a narrative understanding of history, especially redemptive history, that God's telling a story in world history and we get to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So I would say many people have what I would call a propositional understanding of faith, which is believe this, believe this, believe this, and then if you believe the right stuff and you wait around long enough or you die, then you get to go be with God. And so a lot of Christians have a propositional understanding, which as long as you sign up for the right stuff, you're fine, which then essentially renders history irrelevant. God is going to do what God's going to do. Just hang out and hope you can fly away someday. Um, and it's actually a theology of despair, because it says then that the world cannot be changed. So what's the point of doing anything? Um, and I meet this people all the time, are essentially Christians with all kind of the trappings of being a Christian, but they live with profound despair, because they don't actually believe anybody can change the world. And we would have, like Numa would be rooted in a narrative understanding, which means there's a story, and every one of us is invited to play our part in it. So we are very passionate about the theological underpinnings of NUMA, that hopefully these little films capture a life in motion, and hopefully you come away thinking, I can do that, I I can participate in that, I I could be a part of that. And... uh, so, so that is something we're very passionate about. Does that make any sense? Yeah, absolutely. And is this kind of the heart behind the speaking tour that you're that you're embarking on? Ah, uh, yes, the tour. Um, I don't. There's all sorts of things um, behind. Well, here's an example. The tour. 
the sermon, um, the sermon originated, the sermon was like the original guerrilla theater. I mean, the sermon was Martin Luther King saying, all people are equal. I mean, the sermon was, uh, I mean, its origins are the prophets who were calling down, um, you people have forgotten the poor, and God is on the side of the poor. You are therefore at odds with God. I mean, it's Charles Wesley out in a field in England proclaiming to people that God loves you um, just exactly how you are. So um, for me, the sermon is what's, it, it's, and the, it's this experience. It's what's going to happen next. It's this volatile, political, subversive art form. And somewhere along the way I got hijacked by let's just make sure that everybody that we're safe and that keep everybody comfortable and no one says anything so, so probably the tour is rooted in trying to reclaim this ancient primal art form for the um, the bomb that it is. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, you're going to go cause a lot of trouble, basically. Well, um, when somebody was passionate about the things of God, it generally does cause a bunch of trouble. Yeah. Because um, we are, I mean, we live in the empire of indifference. I mean, our, our whole culture is oriented around comfort and worshiping ourselves. And someone who comes along and says there's something bigger going on here, you're challenging the foundations of everything. So, so anyway, the I mean, that kind of sounds grand and pompous, I think, <laughs> so my apologies to all the listeners. <laughs> the tour is, let's go out and talk to people where, where we actually go. So so where are you going? Can Tell people where they can find out information and things like um, that. Uh, you know, I don't... I'm not good on any of the details. Um, I've seen the Zondervan website. There's a Everything is Spiritual link, or the Mars Hill, or NUMA all have links to Everything is Spiritual tour. And uh, June 30th, we start in Chicago, and then it's a different city every night for a month. So, wow. you know, drive through the night to the next place and then do the thing again. So it, it'll be... I can't wait. I think a lot of... Our readers, especially, have been impacted by Numas, and and they can't make it out to Grand Rapids to, to experience uh, Mars Hill for themselves. So, you know, this is kind of an opportunity for them to to be impacted by this very unique message. It's also for my wife and I. We have two young boys, and we're we very much want them from from day one to understand life a life of mission. So, guess what, boys? Um, in July, you're going to live on a bus. <laughs> And we're going to go try to tell people that God loves them, um, and we'll see what happens. So I think there's probably deeply personal reasons for something like this, is tr trying to create a certain kind of life for our kids. <laughs> you know, if you're out there listening, go check out Zondervan's website and uh, buy a bunch of Numas and watch them if you haven't seen them, and go, go see Rob Bell as he's uh, touring the country with his family. It'll, uh, it'll be <laughs> something you'll never forget. Man, you're very kind. Well, thank you very much. Great talking to you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Everything is everything. It's even spelled the same. A self-proclaimed magic. Make a packet up and selling fame. Imagination wrapped in cellophane. Accurate against the grain. Refuse to pass the mic unless the population felt the flame. Rain down blow. Sound clash. Do you speak up? Beat you in the head and recognize the pink is deep up. Piece it all together. Mind, body, and soul when we bust. Feed you information. You're listening to Mars Ill. The song is Sound Off. The video is playing on Relevant TV. We're mixing it up a little bit this week. 
Last week we brought you so little substance in the podcast. We were trying to like overdo it this week. Um, so not only do we have Rob Bell, but we are going to forgo our feedback segment. Um, primarily because the feedback you gave us was for our ears only, basically. The feedback was last week, the question was, who do you want us to interview and what do you want us to ask them? So we took those notes and we're tracking those people down. So It's a secret. It's a secret, yeah. You'll be surprised. Lots of surprises. So uh, instead of feedback this week and instead of the relevant update, we are going to bring you a live studio performance by Bernard. They are a new band, and they have an album right now available at iTunes, and they will have a retail version coming out later this year. So here, without further ado, is Bernard. Far. 
track is called To Those of This World.
All right, so you guys are from St. Augustine, Florida? Yes. The oldest city in America? Yes. Oldest populated city, right? It's the oldest city in the nation, but technically Pensacola likes to say that they're the oldest continually continuously populated oh, right, oh, okay. in the nation. That's where they get you. It was abandoned at one point, St. Augustine. Oh, so. okay. Uh, so how's the scene in St. Augustine? Um, there really isn't much of a scene. It's just you guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> How's the scene, Bernard? <laughs> we pretty much embody everything that no, I was kidding. <laughs> we, we had a guy a newspaper or the Gainesville Sun said that Bernard embodies everything going on in St. Augustine. And we're like, "What? <laughs> what does that mean?" We embody uh little scenic train tours and <laughs> and the Fountain of Youth. Ripley's believe it or not. <laughs> cool. And right now you guys have just have an EP out. Yes. Is that right? Yep. When's the full length due? Not sure. I think the expected deal was like next fall, but I don't even know how that's going to happen. At this point, we haven't started on it at all. Yeah, we're supposed to target date is sometime in the spring would be the full length. Yeah. It would come out. And yeah. So like f- recording. For, for the songs for the EP, you guys have been together for a while. It's just kind of highlights from, or were they new songs that you guys specifically did for the EP? Or I think the only old song... On the EP was Blind. It was the only old song. The rest were all new songs. We have a full length that we released independently. Okay. And that has a lot of older stuff on it. But um, Blind is on that record as well. Now, I know you said you haven't started recording the new stuff. Do you have like a vision for what the, what the new album's going to be like yet? Or is it still kind of in development? We, I think on the last one, we really were, were working on like individual song craft. And this time we really want to make like an album. Because I think mm-hmm. that... The kind of music we make is we've always been like trying to create an environment with our show, which is why it's it, the show kind of just starts and ends and it's it's streamed and we don't say very much at all when we're on stage and we're just trying to create this environment. So kind of want to take that over into our next album and really like work out every detail like down to you know what happens between songs, you know just that kind of thing. So that's kind of the direction we're going for is like actually laying it out kind of visually almost like yeah. if you could see if you could look at the album how it would look visually like just in a row you know well, rather than just a like a set of songs just you know stuck on a cd what's been the feedback to live shows that are more of kind of a multimedia kind of aesthetic feel um some people some people really don't know uh they've never experienced something like that so for them it's just the fact that we're doing that is really um really different for them but I think a, I think a, a lot of people kind of get what we're doing just in that creating an environment. We have we have video streaming behind us while we play. Usually very minimal light show. We have we bring our own lights. We have flowers all over the stage. Um, so it's not like it's not like we're we're trying to do some. It's not like um, a regular show where you would go and the you know you talk to the band and the band talks to you and there's that that type of interaction is a different kind of interaction than we have, which I think it's just as valid. But I think that, I mean, what we're doing is getting a pretty positive response and that's kind of become like the essence of Bernard. You know, when people talk about our band, I guess is that always, almost always comes up is that we use a lot of visual elements. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming in guys. I appreciate it.
listening to 100 Reasons. The song is called The Perfect Gift. It's playing right now on Relevant TV, which you can find at relevantmagazine.com or www.relevant.tv. Check it out. Vote for stuff, request videos, and post snarky comments. Okay, so I have a story, Cameron. Okay, so um, instead of Jesse this week, we're going to give Tyler passing the baton to Tyler. Now, I do want to preface this. We got a ton of feedback about story time with Jesse. Mm-hmm. Very popular. And a ton. I mean, like, disturbingly high volume I was pretty shocked, actually. And the absolute consensus, I didn't see one dissenting vote, was keep it. So you got to give the people what they want. So we'll probably, we'll try to do it two, three times a month. Okay. Um, so you got to, got to keep it rolling. And the second it drops off, it's dead. All right. We'll let the, we'll <laughs> let the people decide because. All right. So, so if you're listening and story time with Jesse starts to uh, plateau, <laughs> you, you hit us up and it, we're, we're pulling the plug. It quite possibly <clears throat> could have plateaued last week. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Okay, Take it so, away. So, so, Tyler, okay. so Tyler has something. So wants there's to share. There, there's a local uh, uh, talk radio station that's doing like a uh, like an Orlando American Idol thing. Oh no! Yeah, oh. boo! Right. So um, uh, my wife picks me up from work the other day, and she's like, "Hey, um, we should call in and audition." I'm like, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> like as a duet? She, like no, like as a joke. That w- she was like, "If you will, I will." Blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, like, I didn't want to do it. And I guess what you do to audition is you call and you leave, like, you sing, like, 20 minutes uh, or 20 seconds of something on this on this answering machine. So she did it. And, and, and so I, I, I don't even, oh, I, I sang uh, The Gambler, you know. Uh, you got to know when to hold them. Got to know when to hold them. But there was, like, it was echoing back. So I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep on tempo or anything because it was, like, all I just heard was myself <laughs> echoing back. And I stopped mid-sentence like, and just said, I, I don't want to do this. My wife's making me do this. Uh, see ya. So I was like, oh, that, that's the last I'll hear of that. Yeah, they called me today. And they're like, hey, um, you made it past the first round. We'd like no. you to come out Tuesday night. Oh, and your wife didn't? No, she didn't. Oh. And she kind of, uh, did she kind of really want to do it? I don't know. Was think it one so. of those things where like around. we're like, oh, I'll pay for dinner. Oh, you no, know, you don't have to. Well, you know, it's like you kind of do want them to, but you don't want to say it, so it's like that. Well, but know? it's not like I made it through because I'm really good. <laughs> the poor analogy. I made it through because I'm really bad. So I mean, I, at least she's not me. You know. Do you need? So you, the, are you gonna do guitar? Or are you gonna need the uh, keyboard? No, it's probably <laughs> just gonna have to be acapella. So, so if you if you guys know any songs, if you have any suggestions I think of songs, you need that I the should gambler. sing. The gambler. Should I, should I, I is gold. I think this is leading to a podcast performance. Yeah, here, here's a question. When they said, we need you to come out Tuesday night, where are you going Tuesday night? Uh, it's, it's a place called Howl at the Moon. Oh, yeah. It's a piano bar, I believe. So, so they'll um, have accompaniment for you. I don't know. There's they dueling did. pianos there. Ooh, okay, I just want to say this. When we went on our staff retreat last year, um, the, the hotel where we were staying had, had a bar mm-hmm. that it was a dueling piano lounge. And I'd never been to a dueling piano lounge. And I was really looking forward to seeing two piano players duel it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And we went down there, and it was not a dueling piano lounge. It was the most disappointing thing ever. <laughs> they There was no, like, fighting or playing on top of each yeah. other to play better or louder. It was just, I play a song, you play a song. Yeah, they're very friendly. Like, hey, was, hey oh, like, pointing to each other. It was other. very amicable. And how was that mm-hmm. dueling? It's hmm. not a dueling piano bar. I, when I do you have to go to like Boston to find dueling piano bars? I, mean, I see it. I can picture like underground chicken fighting. Yeah, <laughs> I want. I want like a, a musical cage match. Yes, exactly. You know? I was very, very disappointed. See, that, 
I've been to several, and I always have a good time because I like to sing really loudly. I, I want I it to end with one of the guys picking up his piano stool, throwing it, and walking out. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you like it. And you half like the crowd it, starts you? erupting in cheers, yeah. and people yeah. are paying their bets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's what it should be. That's dueling pianos. Yeah. So disappointing. It's all happy. It's like them playing like Billy Joel songs, mm-hmm. you know? Piano man. Wait, well, yeah. I was okay. I was actually at a, at a uh, piano bar last weekend, and what? Uh, <laughs> by yourself, you yeah. can stop there. It was just he was it, practicing. It, it was just me. Um, no, it was for. <laughs> it's like those ultimate boxing competitions where like, like amateurs can come fight the pro as a dueling piano. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tyler puts money down, goes up to play in the dueling piano. He's playing no, audio adrenaline. <laughs> I was there for a friend's These birthday. Chopsticks. No, but this dude played. The whole song, Stairway to Heaven on the piano. Wow. Guitar solo and everything. It was awesome. That's neat. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. Shut up, Jesse. Did he win? <laughs> <laughs> Did he win the duel? Yeah. Tyler, was that you? Th- does, does the duel start off with like one guy like taking off a glove and smacking the other piano player in the face? See, I see them both having keytars, yeah. and they start <laughs> back to back, and they start walking away from each other. And then they turn around and they go... It ends with, yeah, one guy like lights is on fire. He's on the ground. <laughs> You guys have no respect for the art of the piano duel. <laughs> and then they, they both wear piano keyboard ties. <laughs> for, no, for no real reason. Just because that's part of the costume in yeah. the piano duel. Anyway, are you done with your story? I am. Okay. Yeah. So, so you have to let us know how you do. Yeah. If you live in or- the Orlando area, you should come out. How at the moon? What there. time? Tuesday? Um, I don't know. I'll be there like, heckling. It's like 9 to 11. <laughs> You're like, that's not a duel. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Duel what? like real men. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like Scott Stapp. Yeah. See, Scott Stapp would do. He's going to be eleven. He's yeah. in the competition as well. Okay, so uh, with the editorial question of the week, here's uh, our jingle. Editorial question of the week. And and now here's Kara Davis. As we mentioned earlier, tomorrow is Fair Trade Day, so we want to know, as the listeners, are you guys doing anything? No, we're not. It's not a guilt trip. We're just curious. It's- uh, what's going on out there if you're a part of any events or um, what kind of changes you're making in your life, um, you know, in regards to fair trade. Send us your thoughts at editorial at relevantmagazine.com. There you go. Does listening to Coldplay count? Yes. I'm going to I'm gonna draw two big bars on my hand. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to just write it on my hand everywhere and just show people. Make fair. Make Equals. trade fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to write it on the side of my piano when I'm at the piano bar. <laughs> so that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Tyler Clark. We'll see you next week.